0: Well, thank you, Josh. Um, actually, I'm not quite going to open God's Word just yet. I know it says there's a reading on the service sheet, if you have one of those. And you might be finding it. It's Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, verse 1. Uh, but I'm just aware that uh, one of the funny things that's happened, or well, not so funny things that's happened in the last few months, is that a lot of people are missing the performing arts. And... Um, That's an area of society that has been very much hit by the various different uh, aspects of lockdown. So if you're missing the performing arts, if you're sad that the James Bond film has been delayed yet again, and uh, if that's an area of sadness for you, I'm pleased to report, well, actually, I've done the best I can in scouting out some local talent, and uh, we have a very brief sketch to introduce the Bible reading. hear ye hear ye I have a royal proclamation to make we have a royal proclamation to make we have a royal proclamation to make it is hereby announced and proclaimed that our noble son, Prince Leopold, is to be married. Ah, here are the happy couple. I am to be married. To me. Goodbye, the happy couple. (laughs) So, I would like you to come to a party. Oh, yes, you must come to the party and celebrate. I thought you were going to say we want you to come to the party. No, just come to the party and celebrate. Everybody come to the party and let us know. You can tell that we have lots of fun in the rectory, (laughs) uh, that sort of thing. Actually, um, I've also brought my interactive whiteboard with me this morning as well, just because the Bible reading we've got talks about that great wedding banquet. God wanting to give a a massive party for his son, Jesus Christ, or the king in the story, wanting to give a party for his son who was to marry. Not, of course, Prince Leopold, but there we go. Let me read from uh, the Bible. If you've got Matthew 22 to hands, that's good. Jesus' story is so much better than our rather feeble sketch. So I'm going to read that now, and uh, we've got some free Bible images to play at the same time. Matthew chapter 22, verse 1. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who'd been invited to the banquet to tell them to come. But they refused to come. Then he sent more servants and said, Tell those who've been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, ill-treated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servant, The wedding banquet's ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how do you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot, and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Well, we've had the reading. Let me just pray for God's leading as we look at that portion of his word. And it is a a choppy, tempestuous sea we find ourselves on, Heavenly Father, at the moment. We pray that As we turned to your word this morning, you really would lead us, you'd guard us by your word, you'd guide us by your word, you'd keep us by your word, and you would indeed feed us. We have no help but you, as we sung Uh, You help us, Lord, we pray, as we turn to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the punchline of that story that Jesus told was that verse right at the end, many are invited and few are chosen. It seems to me that uh, Jesus' parables could often be called a a title that that somebody stole later on, tales of the unexpected. They always have a twist you don't quite expect. And that's certainly true in this one. Jesus says the in crowd, the people that you'd expect to be at the party, end up excluded. And the no hopers, who you think will never chance, get welcomed in. It shows that God has chosen them and loves them. And He's loved them for a long, long time before they were aware of it. So I want to have a, a two point talk this morning. and talk about both of those things. The first one, this is where it all goes horribly wrong, is God's welcome. Because the whole story is a picture of the way God loves to welcome people into his banquet. It's a picture of an expansive, generous welcome which God offers to us. Of course, that's the exact opposite of what most people's idea of christianity is most people think that god is the god who's against everything especially if you happen to like it but no this picture of jesus' story is the opposite it is a brilliant party the tables are, are groaning with food i don't know if anybody present wants to say what their favorite party food is anybody got any ideas what their favorite party food is Jelly? Pizza? I'm sure there'll be pizza and jelly on the menu. Yes? Birthday cake would be good. Did, I couldn't hear what we had in Daniel's Danielsburg. I still can't hear. Tim, shout it out for him. Crisps? Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, the tables are grown. Thank you, everybody. I'm sure you come up with some other suggestions if those weren't agreeable to you. There's plenty to choose from table's groaning with food, the halls are bustling with people, and uh, I guess there's probably music going on in the background. Uh, a great company to enjoy in the party, supremely, of course, the great company of the king's son. It's his party. In Jesus' story, that's a point of the fact that Jesus Christ is, uh, gives himself to be our friend's in the, in the party of heaven. In the Bible, he is the bridegroom. Jesus is the great lover who commits himself to loving friendship with his people. You think about it. I'd be amazed if a loving relationship is, isn't top of just about everybody's wish list. Well, the Bible says, here's where to find it. That Jesus gives himself in love to us Like that, he's the bridegroom of the story. It's very significant that Jesus told this story because the party, as it were, is given at his expense. Let me explain what I mean in the story. Remember, the king says, Everything's ready, come to the banquet, and it's a little reminder that the party was paid for in full and provided in full by the one who threw the party, the king. And I wonder if a lump came to Jesus's throat at this point. Because he was the one that paid for the party, as it were. He died on the cross. It was going to happen in about a week's time for our sins so that he could open heaven's doors to us and welcome us in. So... The party, the feast to which we're invited costs us nothing, but it cost him everything. It's just a little reminder of God's amazing welcome to us. There's nobody to whom God doesn't say, come to the party. You might say, I've done so many things that are wrong. I can't imagine God could be remotely interested in me Or, I knew about him in the past, and I've turned back from him. How could he forgive that? Well, look at the figure on the cross that says, my arms are open wide to welcome you in. That's the way he is. God's amazing welcome. But that's not all the story, I'm sorry to say. I told you it was interactive. I have to interact with it with great difficulty. I'm having difficulty interacting with the blue tack at the moment. All the teachers, they have clickers. I have blue tack. God's warning. Yes, there's a welcome in this story, isn't there? But there's a warning. And the warning is this, that after all that the king has done to throw the party people Don't want to show up Put it uh, the other way after all that Jesus has done to welcome us to heaven It is possible to miss out on the party The story actually tells it a number of different ways remember there were some people that just ignored it They went to their farm they went to their business Oh, they said I've got to do the accounts for a deadline I can't possibly come to a party And I think the way that story is told says that the excuses were very normal and understandable, weren't they? It wasn't because they were particularly bad, some of those people. They were just doing normal everyday life. And often, what causes people to miss out on God's invitation and his welcome is not that they're bomb makers or bank robbers, they're just busy. Busy, busy, busy. Oh, I meant to get round to it, God. Well, if that blocks our ears to God's invitation, take great care that you don't miss out on the party. Then the stakes get raised a bit high because there's some people who when they get the message to come to the party actually beat and kill the messengers. And that's a little reminder that it's possible to be hostile in that really attacking way. And I think Jesus deliberately puts both those two alongside each other. Some people are very hostile. Some people are just busy and not involved. But either way, if we're ignoring the king and not saying, yes, please, to his invitation. We're shutting God out of our lives. And we're doing that to a gracious, kind, loving God. Think of the ingratitude of this. God says, come to the party. I've got an amazing party laid on for you. And we say, no, no, actually, doing the accounts is more interesting. Thank you very much. The ingratitude of it. Let me just say something to the grown-ups, because it seems to me that ingratitude is a perilous thing for us at the moment. Because we have the sense of things being, options being taken from us that we had in the past, things that we could do that are harder to do now, it's easy to be ungrateful for the many blessings we still have. And sometimes that slips into a sort of bitterness. This says, oh, quietly, I don't know if we would ever say it, but we're thinking to ourselves, God, you've, my life is messed up and I'm going to blame you. We're ungrateful. I want to encourage us to keep making sure we remind ourselves of the blessings, not to undervalue the amazing generosity of God to us. i just said particularly with a, a gift day coming up only a month or so away, just to remind ourselves of God's expansive welcome and his generosity to us. How amazing that he loves us the way he does. Don't be ungrateful and shut him out. Certainly don't resist. It has deadly consequences for these people. The king is perfectly right to punish those people. I think um, I was surprised when I looked at the passage carefully with that twist about, well, we have the picture of the bows and arrows and the burning of the city. But Jesus talked about the king Uh, dealing with the opposition. I was surprised about that note and it just reminded me of how serious sin is and how seriously God takes it. We're all very worried at the moment, we're all trying to avoid an awful virus because we know it could be fatal for us or for other people that we love. But the Bible actually says again and again, notwithstanding how serious that situation of ours is, that uh, We all have a terminal condition, every single one of us. Everybody watching online, everybody in the building, we all have a terminal condition that is fatal. We have a deadly disease, the sin disease. And if we allow ourselves to resist God's love, we have no answer for that fatal condition. So that's the warning message. And then the warning message is is very striking at the end. There's a, a third warning in the parable. There's this one man who actually made it to the party. But he wasn't wearing the right clothes. And he wasn't at the party for long, therefore. And it's a little picture of the people that Jesus was actually speaking to, I suppose, because they seemed to be part of God's people. Uh, a lot of the people in Jerusalem at the day. They seemed to be part of it, but their hearts weren't right with God. They showed it by the way they resisted Jesus Christ. It's a warning to us as well, that it's possible to be part of the crowd, but not really friends of Jesus. That might be us, mightn't it? Part of a Christian family part of a, a Christian culture in our nation. But we've never really said, yes, please, Jesus, whatever it takes, I want to be at that party. I'll put everything else on hold till I get this settled, my relationship with you. What if you've ever spoken like that to Jesus Christ? If you haven't, watch out that you're not like the man in the story here. Because to be like that, it's a bit like wearing swimming trunks to a garden party at Buckingham Palace when the Queen invites you to a party. You're not wearing the right clothes for the party if you don't have a real friendship, a personal friendship with Jesus Christ. So that's the warning. God's welcome and God's warning. I wonder as you hear God's word this morning, which message is God wanting you to hear? He's wanting all of us to hear all of them. But do you need the warning notes? Well, actually, I'm pleased to say that everybody here, everybody online is hearing the welcome as well. At this stage, Jesus is saying, come to the party. He's saying it to all of us. If you're a Christian, please, please, please make sure that you are giving that invitation out to others. Remember how the king sent the servants out to the street corners, far and wide, whoever, come to the party. It's our job to tell people. And maybe we've slackened off on that because life is pressured and difficult at the moment. I want to encourage you, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, to think, who can I be inviting to the party? And to help each other in that as best we can. So we've got welcoming to do, but there may be people here who need to respond to that welcome themselves. And remember that Jesus Christ opened his arms for you on the cross to welcome you in. There's no question that he wants you at that party. What are you going to say to him and to that great invitation? Let's pray. We pray, Heavenly Father, you'd help us to heed your word and not to forget about it or get busy doing other things with life at school or life at work or the other things that we might think are really, really important. Lord, nothing is more important than us hearing your word and responding to that loving invitation. We thank you that Jesus died to welcome us home to you, and we pray you'd help us each to respond and to bring other people with us to the party as well. In Jesus' name, amen.